When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But right now, we're going to head to the United States of America to check in on uh, the NBA. We are delighted to welcome an NBC Sports uh, basketball correspondent, Kurt Elan, joins the program. Uh, thanks for taking our call all the way from this part of the world. How are you doing, Kurt? Uh, it's always great to talk to you, man. It's summer there. I'd kind of rather be there right now. It's probably a lot warmer. <laughs> you are not. You're not wrong. I I had a fellow American on the program a couple of days ago, and I was waxing lyrical about, you know, I went to work in my shorts and T-shirt and, as we call them down here, jandals. Well, I do anyway, at, at 4 o'clock in the morning. Could you imagine doing that right now, going outside with the shorts and the T? Yeah, the funny thing is I live in, you know, greater Los Angeles area, Southern California, so it doesn't get cold in the, you know, snowy sense. But it's still too cold to go out with, like, shorts right now. And, I, you know, I, I, I have – man, I, I'm a Southern California kid. I've got, like – that sounds like my, my wardrobe for three-quarters of the year, right? Like, shorts, shorts and just, like, flip-flop shoes and, and T-shirts. And uh, I can't wear those right now. I have to, you know, have to, have to break into that bag of the occasional long-sleeve shirt. It's, it's, it's so hard. It's really just – So, so, what, so is, what, what is the <laughs> – what, what is shorts temperature – you know, what, what, what does the mercury have to get to for you to get back into the shorts? I, I am I am thin-skinned, so north of 70. Um, 70 Fahrenheit. I'm not, not going to be able to do that calculus on the top of my head into Celsius. Um, but uh, I, I'm, you know, if it gets even a little bit chilly, like it's been just windy here and a little bit colder uh, the last couple of days, and I'm like, you know, I'm bundled up like I'm rounding the Southern Ocean in a, in a boat. <laughs> it's 21 degrees Celsius for those in New Zealand. Uh, if, if you're from Wellington, where I am, um, you go out in shorts at about 10 degrees because you can't trust the weather to improve much beyond that, my friend. Uh, let's. Speaking of thin-skinned, um, Draymond Green, um, he, he, he <laughs> almost retired. He almost retired, he, he's, he's suggested. Yeah, I'm wondering how much of that was a little bit of performance art. I, 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 I'm not questioning that he, at some point, thought to himself, do I want to do this and go that way? But the other part of that is he's there's $77 million on the table, man. He's, he's guaranteed a yeah. lot of money over the next few years. That's, that's a lot to walk away from, man. So I, I'm not as convinced that he was actually going to do that. But I think he's... I do buy that he kind of really reevaluated things while this was going on. And, and specifically when you listen to it, I think it, I think how much he was, he thought he was helping the team with this edgy play. And I think how much he's hurt the team kind of finally hit him. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, you know, cynically, I always look at the, the dollars and cents and think, you know, push comes to shove. He's not going to, to walk away. Um, but it, it certainly creates an image of a very empathetic commissioner in Adam Silver, right? Does he deeply care about the players, as as maybe this story suggests? Certainly more than most commissioners. I mean, look, ultimately the commissioner of, of every professional sports league, you know, whatever sport we're talking about, 
they work for the owners of those teams, right? Like they are, yeah. they are in this for the business end and the players are the, the workers, the employees. And so you're trying to get as much money, as much production for as little money as possible. Cause that's just kind of how the world works, unfortunately. So having somebody who is more sympathetic and empathetic, especially compared to the previous NBA commissioner, David Stern, which, ran a little more of a dictatorial system, <laughs> shall we say. Um, I think it plays well, and even if Silver ultimately has to back the owners, I think he's a little more empathetic to trying to make this a balance. And and that just and I think he does care about the players, and I think he does care about um, guys like Draymond Green, and, and that, that goes a long way, man. Like, if your boss actually cares about you, then yeah, we, all, we all want that. Yeah, but you're so right to highlight the fact he does work for the owners uh, overall. Um, yeah. Ja Morant, man, he's fun when he's on the court. You know, uh, from the selfish basketball fan's perspective, he's not on the court enough. Uh, just nine games this season. I, I think career best 67 in his rookie campaign. Um, out with a shoulder injury. A huge loss for Memphis. But I guess they're used to not having him on the court. Yeah, but they've also sucked when he hasn't been on the court, so it, it doesn't go well. He missed the first 25 games for a, a suspension. Uh, they were they were 6-19 and 19 in those 25 games he missed, and part of that is that they are desperately missing Stephen Adams, who, a guy you guys know well. Stephen is... Stephen does all the little things, and they really missed having him in there, and, and they in his backup, uh, Brandon Clark, is still recovering from a torn Achilles, so they were really just shorthanded on centers. Um, at this point, I think they're just writing the season off. You know, they're going to go into the NBA draft lottery and, and try to get they, – they control their own picks so they can try to get a little more depth, you know, try to get somebody – not, there's, not, there's not another John Morant in this draft, but if you can – find somebody who can play a role and be solid for you in a year or two. Like you can just add that depth to the roster. I think that that's, I think that's the direction they go. I think that this is a year they're going to end up just kind of flushing and trying to forget about because the injuries have just piled up. He's still only 24 years young. So, you know, scratching the, oh, yeah, the surface. Yes. Yeah, so so yeah, how good could this guy be bad. if he actually got everything right? He could be a top four or five player in the world if if, if he can yeah. just he's he's that not only dynamic and fun to watch but he really does with his style of play lift up everyone. It's not a selfish style of play. He finds guys. He creates for others. I think the the long term concern there is his attacking almost reckless style of play where he's just throwing his body in and using his thinner frame to go in. Man, like that is fun to watch when it was young Derrick Rose, but he wore out. Hmm. And Dwayne Wade played that style, and Dwayne Wade, you know, ended up with knee issues. Like that kind of style against the the bodies of men, you know, in the paint in the NBA. These are big guys you're running into. It tends to wear on guys that physically, and that's ultimately my concern with John Morant, and maybe ultimately missing a year, basically just rehabbing lets his body recover a little and gives us a little, a few more years before I don't want to say things break down because I'm not certainly not rooting for that, but um, 
that before he has to start adjusting his game to to that. The NBA trade deadline, excuse me, ignorance, I think is what a month away, there or thereabouts, give or take yeah, a few days. From, um, yeah. Who has the most to play for in the next four weeks before sort of figuring out where they are? Who are the teams you're keeping an eye on who, if things don't go well, there could be the old fire sale? It, it, I don't know if we're going to see that this year. I think you're going to see teams looking to be aggressive, like the Los Angeles Lakers, who are just clearly not, not that good. Like they, they're, they're a pretty good team. If everything clicks right and LeBron's great and some guys are hitting their shots around him, they're pretty good this year. You know, they've won the, the new in-season tournament, but they're not, they're not really a threat. Um, the Golden State Warriors are on a precipice where they, the, this dynasty, this four-championship Curry era is winding down, and they've got to make a decision about how hard they – what kind of moves they make. Do they go all in to try to keep this alive for another year or two? Is that worth it? Can they do that, or is it – just with Green and, and Clay Thompson in particular, kind of everybody but Curry, is it just not possible? Um, I think you're going to see some teams have to make those assessments over the next little bit. And Toronto was one of the the two teams we were watching as sellers. The Chicago Bulls are selling; they're just waiting for the right price. Uh, Zach, they want to trade Zach Levine. Um, everybody else wants Demar Derozan and Alex Caruso. Um, and the other team, Toronto Raptors, have, have they already traded OG Ananobi. They have made it clear they're going to be selling. And Pascal Siakam is probably, probably, Pascal Siakam is the best player available. He's a top, I don't know, 20 player in the NBA. He's a two-time, you know, he's an elite player who can help a lot of teams. And he's available. And it's just going to be a question of the price. Who's got the appetite to pay the price, you feel? You know, Siakam, you know, a month out, if I was put a gun to you and say, where does he land? My favorite landing spot, and I think just the best basketball fit landing spot, is the Indiana Pacers. Um, once they get, you know, Tyrese Halliburton got injured the other day, he's going to miss a couple of weeks, but he's a breakout star who plays that same up-tempo, exciting, finds guys, one of the best passers in the league style. Him running the floor with Siakam, they, they desperately need wing help in Indiana, and Siakam would absolutely fill that role. Um, and those two running together with the role players they have them around them would be wildly entertaining. So I, that's, my, that's my kind of hopeful preferred pick, but there are a lot of teams, including the Knicks and others, who are at least kicking the tires to see if this is a trade they want to do. Does the West remain as tight as it currently appears on the standings. I, I said the Timberwolves top 25 and 10, but only eight and a half games back, I find the Warriors in 12th. You know, it seems it's quite condensed. Does it remain that way? Or, or do you actually see some clear, some clearly better sides that will, will, will eventually create some distance? I think you'll see it space out a little more. The East is actually probably worse. They've got literally five teams tied with the same record as of this morning. Um, but I think it's going to space out a little, and I just think there's tiers in the West where you've got look, the defending champion Denver Nuggets, who are I think third right now as we speak um, in, in the in the standings. But it's a long regular season, and they are treating the regular season like champions do, which is meh, whatever. <laughs> you know, they're waiting for the games that matter, 
they are capable when they put it together of looking that good. Jokic, Nikola Jokic is still the best player walking the face of the earth. Um, they are going to be that good. And the question is, can upstarts like Oklahoma City and Memphis, can the Clippers, who have been fantastic since um, for the last 15, 20 games, and they've kind of found a rhythm with James Harden in now, which one of these teams can really challenge Denver? Because Denver's the bar. If you want to, if you want to win a championship, that's how good you have to be. And I'm, I've got just playoff questions about everybody, but I think the West is interesting just because there's a second tier of interesting teams with questions. Mm. Uh, lastly, the Warriors. We started off with Draymond Green. Um, they've had an incredible sort of decade. What happens to them now yeah. in this season? Um, what do they do? They're so used to winning. Yeah, exactly. And it's hard. It's hard to give that up, isn't it? If you, in yeah. again, and I, I think you've seen this in every sport. You know, there comes a time like you've had this great run with. I don't care if you're talking about Manchester United or you know, pick your sport. You have yes. a great run. Well, I hate New. Man- I don't know why I'm picking Manchester United. I'm a Newcastle fan. I don't know why I'm choosing them. But anyway, they you you have well, a great won run something with a since great the 50s. Team. <laughs> well, thanks, thank you. Yes, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but you you when you have a great run with a certain group, it's just hard to let that go. And and both for fans and and management, like, hey, we've won with this. Why can't we keep doing this? And Father Time is just winning the race. Draymond Green, even when he is playing, is not quite the same guy. He's still very good. Clay Thompson is just not the same player after the Achilles and ACL injuries, understandably. But he, he's a letdown. The young guys they drafted to bring in, um, you know, James Wiseman in particular, just simply did not pan out. Um, Kuz, uh, Kuminga might be good, but he's, you know, th- there's just not this thing. And I it's just kind of an ugly, awkward ending, and I'm not sure what they're going to do. They should be a little more aggressive in retooling this thing than I think they're going to be because I just think man, Stephen Curry is still one of the 10 best players in the, in the game. He is the guy that fills the building and brings in the sponsors and has a lot of leverage. And if he says, hey, let's re-sign Clay Thompson. I still think we can make this work. They're going to do it, and it's just going to be kind yeah. of – Awkward and slow for a few years, I fear. Yeah, it'll be fascinating. Just one team you'll be keeping a great uh, close eye on, Kurt. Thank you so much, my friend. Hopefully the weather um, improves and you're into those shorts uh, soon enough. Thanks so much for your time. We do appreciate it. I Thank you. Take care, man. I will do. NBC Sports basketball correspondent Kurt Elan joining us on the program covering off uh, a variety of topics in the NBA. It's an interesting month ahead.